0: Hi there. Today, I'm going to cover two points of English grammar, and this is English grammar that English speakers often get wrong. Grammar, G-R-A-M-M-A-R, means the structure of the language. And normally with Adept English and our listen and learn approach, you learn grammar automatically through listening. But there are some places where the helping hand of Adept English, that's rule six of the seven rules of Adept English, where that helping hand is really important. We give you help on the more difficult bits. So today I'm going to cover two points of grammar that English speakers get wrong. Then you can get them right. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English we will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. Okay, so what are these two grammar points that English speakers get wrong? What do they mix up? There is, and there are. So there is bread in the kitchen, but there are tomatoes in the kitchen too. And do you say my friend and I, or my friend and me? So examples would be John came with Sarah and me to the supermarket, as opposed to John, Sarah, and I went to the supermarket. Let's unpack this more. Let's understand the reasons for these differences. Before we get onto this, just a word to say that if you would like to work on your English pronunciation, we have our English Consonance Pronunciation course available on our website. This is a fairly new course and we're offering a discount code on it, a summer discount code. So, just have a look down there and you will see the code. If you can't see video at the moment, then you need to go to YouTube or Spotify so that you can see the video and get that discount code. It will give you 50% off our course. So, it is well worthwhile. So, practice your English pronunciation with a structured course on English consonants. Okay, so there is and there are, first of all. well. At one level, it's quite simple. There is and there are general statements to talk about what is there. So, you might say, there is a cat in my garden, or there are some cats in my garden. So, there is or there are depends on how many cats there are. Are you using a singular or a plural? Are you describing a singular noun or a plural noun? It gets a bit more complicated in English because we have these things called uncountable nouns. So, there are certain words that you might expect to be plurals because they comprise many things, but actually it's singular. So, traffic, T-R-A-F-F-I-C, the traffic, that would be a singular noun. It's an uncountable noun. Traffic is made up of lots of cars and vans and buses and trucks, but we talk about it in the singular, the traffic. So we would say, there is a lot of traffic on the road today. We might say, there is a lot of work to do. That work may be made up of many tasks, but we talk about it as a singular substance. There's bread in the kitchen. So we're talking there about bread as an uncountable noun. There might be lots of pieces of bread, but bread is an uncountable singular noun. So, other examples, tourism, that's an uncountable noun. Castard, milk, those are uncountable nouns. So, you would say there is a lot of bread left and we break the rule slightly and we would say there is lots of bread left. So, Even though lots is plural in that sentence, we'd still say, there is lots of bread, because we're referencing that uncountable noun, bread. We tend to avoid those sorts of discrepancies in written English. We're more careful about our grammar here, but you'll hear there is lots of, many times in spoken English, even though it's incorrect. Similarly, you might hear someone say, there's two reasons for this. There's is short for there is two reasons for this. Somehow, because it's shortened, they're more likely to overlook the error there. Not many people would say there is two. There is two reasons, but it's easy to say there's two reasons. I think the reason why this happens is when you shorten there is to there's, that's easy to say, but if you shorten there are to there are, there are, that's harder to say. There are two reasons. People do say that, but it's harder to articulate. So, in summary there, there is four singular nouns and uncountable nouns, and there are four plural nouns. So, you just need to be careful and be sure which word in the sentence you're describing with there is or there are. Second point of grammar today, things that English speakers get wrong, My friend and I, or my friend and me. Which one is it? Doesn't really matter who the other person is. It could be my husband and I, or my wife and me. Sometimes people get this wrong and they use the wrong one, particularly in spoken English. So how do you know which is the right one to use? I or me? One of the things that you might notice about English and English nouns, they don't change. And the adjectives that describe the nouns don't change either. So we're not used to things that change their form according to which part of the sentence they appear in. Now, I studied Latin as my first degree, and Latin is one of those European languages where the ending of the word changes quite a lot depending upon which part of the sentence that word is in. You'll find this happens a lot in languages like German too. It's not just the Latin languages that do this. But in English, we're not used to this. And one of the few places where there is a difference is in the use of pronouns. So this is one of the reasons why we get I and me wrong. The really simple answer here is that if you are the subject of the sentence, the person doing the main action, it's I. And if you're the person to whom the action's being done, or you've got a preposition in front of your pronoun, so it's to me or for me, then obviously there it's me rather than I. So, I parked my car but my car was parked for me. I visited her and then she visited me. So you can see the difference there. We wouldn't get those ones wrong. What seems to confuse the issue though is when we add another person into the mix. So if we're talking about my husband and I or my friend and me, that's when it goes wrong for English speakers. So you'll hear things like, Sarah and me went out last night, or Ferdinand came out with Sarah and I last night. But you wouldn't say, me went out last night, or Ferdinand came out with I last night. Those ones would sound wrong, but somehow it doesn't sound as wrong when there's another person added into the mix, and that's where the mistakes happen. So to get this right, you apply a simple grammatical rule. If it's I, you're the subject of the verb. You're the one doing the action. And if it's me, you're the object of the verb. You're the one to whom the action is being done by someone else. Or as I say, if you've got a preposition, for me, to me, something like that, by me, then it's always me. You wouldn't say by I. So if you like, a good way to make sure you've got it right is to remove that other person from the sentence and listen to it. It'll probably sound wrong. So me parked my car is clearly wrong. Ferdinand came with Sarah and I, doesn't sound wrong, but Ferdinand came with I certainly does sound wrong. So maybe just apply that as a test. To see what sounds right. Also, beware the passive voice. We can use verbs sometimes in the passive voice. This is when you have a verb where I might be the person that the action's being done to, but I'm still the subject of the sentence. I am being asked to look after their dog. It's still, I there because it's passive voice. Whereas they're asking me to look after their dog. Me, because I'm the object of the asking there. They are the subject of the sentence. Another example of that. I have been offered a new job. So I am the subject of the sentence there. Whereas you could say they've offered me a new job. So I'm there the object of the sentence there. So a little bit of care there with passive voice that can confuse things as well. Shall we practice with some sentences here? Repeat these sentences after me. There is still one exam question left to practice. There is still one exam question left to practice. There are loads of tomatoes in the fridge. There are loads of tomatoes in the fridge. There are at least three reasons why I changed my car. There are at least three reasons why I changed my car. My sister came with me to my friend's house. My sister came with me to my friend's house. I have been given a new lease of life by these vitamins. I have been given a new lease of life by these vitamins. Taking these vitamins has given me a new lease of life. Taking these vitamins has given me a new lease of life. Okay, so as normal, listen to this podcast a number of times until you understand all the words. And when you've understood everything and mastered the grammar, listen a couple of more times. You give yourself then the experience of being able to understand everything in English. It feels good when you do that. And it's an important experience to have. Let us know how you found this podcast. And if you want more grammar podcasts, Let us know if you've got particular questions about grammar, grammar that you find difficult, drop us an email or give us a comment online. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media.